Hi everyone and welcome to the Effective Teaching Podcast. Today we're going to continue our mini-series in applying how students learn. Today we're looking at the biggest influence on what students can learn. It's going to be a great episode. I really want you to hang around right to the end and give you lots of tips for how to do this in your classroom. But before we do this, let's try and remember what last week's episode was about. Can you just take a moment, think back to the last episode, episode 102, when we began this mini-series. What was the topic that we started? And that's right, if you remembered, it is retrieval. And that's why I actually did this right now, is so that I wanted you to try and recall the information from last week when we were talking about putting in retrieval. And just by thinking back to, to the last week and recalling that information, hopefully you will also start to remember the five strategies that I gave you to apply this into your classroom. Take a moment, just give it a go now, see if you can come up with any of the strategies I gave you in our last episode by yourself, and then I'll give you the answers in a sec. So hopefully you got number one, which was for you to actually stop reviewing last week's lesson at the beginning of your lesson and instead start to ask students questions to get them to write down or think about what they learned in the last lesson, forcing them to do the recall. Another strategy I gave you was to make sure you're doing low stakes quizzes. So just doing, it can be multiple choice quizzes or just giving kids a couple of short answer questions that they're going to do quickly. It doesn't take a lot of time, but it forces them to think back and recall stuff that they've learned. You could do this at the beginning of a lesson to recall stuff from previous lessons, at the end of a lesson to recall what they've learned that lesson, or even a couple of days later to remember what they just learned. Number three was to break up your presentations so that you're actually presenting for a bit, then stopping to allow students a chance to take notes from recall rather than as you're actually saying it or when they're looking at the writing on the board. Number four is to ask students guiding questions to answer their own questions so that you're actually helping them to recall answers to their own questions. And the fifth strategy was to get your students to create flashcards and then give them chances to actually practice using those. So how did you go? Did you remember those? Uh, did you remember to keep developing your own retrieval as well? And get your students to do it every lesson. Another easy to apply strategy for recall is to not do open book anything, right? Let the students read and then close the book and then have them do activities or answer questions or take their notes. If students are teaching each other or giving presentations or answering questions and stuff, make sure that they do this without notes, right? Force them to be doing retrieval. It will help them to remember things long term. Okay, so that's our bit of recall from our last episode. And now we're going to focus on this week's topic. Remember, we're looking at the biggest influencer on what our students can learn and the biggest influencer on what our students can learn is what they already know. Our memories, our ideas, our skills and information that are all stored in our brains. They're stored as neurons connected to other neurons. In order to store new information, we must connect neurons to each other. That is, we need to connect the new learning to an old one. We need to connect whatever we're learning to something we already know. Now, in reading, this is very important. We must first know the sounds before we can match them up with an image, such as a letter. And then, if we know the letters that are in a word, we might be able to sound it out. Obviously, in English, sometimes that doesn't quite work. And then, if we 
know the letters, right? We can practically, we can start to read, right? We need those letters. And so we need to know our prior knowledge to then build on that. And we continue to build on that as we go. So we must build our knowledge one bit at a time and connect and construct it all together. So for your class, for your lesson, you need to go through and think about things. So the first thing I want you to think about is what prior knowledge are you going to connect? The new information you're giving your students or the new skills you're giving your students, what are you going to connect that to for them to help them to remember it? So lots of things there that you can think of for your subject. You know, what do they need to know already that you need to then build on? Check that they know that already and check using recall, right? Number two, have you checked the students have this prior knowledge, right? You need to make sure you're checking it. Number three, is there any knowledge you know they have that you can then link the new content to, even if it's not building on this content as prior knowledge, right? So it doesn't have to be, you know, they've learned this concept in mass and then we're going to do the next concept in mass, which builds up upon that. It could be something like, you know, in maths, we might do substitution in math, but you might link that to substitutions that happen in sports games. And so you're actually connected to something else that the students know in real life. And I actually think the connections in real life are much more concrete and helpful for your students than necessarily always connecting things back to prior learning that you've done in a classroom. Number four, you can, how can you start to make these connections between the old and the new explicit? So you may need to make sure these connections are really clear for our students. It'll help them to remember it. So for example, you could write it on the board and draw lines to connect the information. Uh, you could get students to run and feel the burn in their legs from lactic acid building up. And you could then explicitly connect that to the fatigue that's going to happen from the lactic acid energy system, which is that, you know, the acid that's building up in your body that makes you feel that burn. So you're just trying to make sure you're creating these connections between the old and the new explicit for your students, not just leaving it there for them to make the connections, make the connections for them. Number five, you could, and I highly recommend doing stuff like this, at the beginning of a term or as the beginning as you're starting a unit or something, lay out a scaffold with the connections for them. And so what I mean by this is to really do a precursor for learning and show the students the big picture of what's going on so they can see the big connections that are going to be made which then helps guide their learning as they go so as they learn the new bit of information you then zoom back out to the big picture and show those connections again and then zoom in on the detail that you're about to teach once they are learning that and then zoom back out and show them the connections going backwards and forwards for them with their learning process that's going on and that will help them to really develop a great uh, memory for what you're teaching them to be able to recall that information later when they need to and remember the best connections that you can make to our old knowledge are actually the knowledge that we have of our real world that the students are living in and number six i'm gonna give you six this week you can even blend together the idea of retrieval and prior knowledge by getting students to recall the prior knowledge from previous years or you know, previous weeks or stuff stuff uh, or you can get them outside context before you make their connections explicit so get them to do the recalling and get them to try and come up with the connections before you then make it explicit for them see if they can recall it and start to develop it themselves that is really powerful when it comes to student learning so there's a few tips for you for how to apply how students learn in your classroom today we're looking at prior knowledge remembering to connect anything you're teaching the students 
to stuff they already know. And in order to do that, you need to know what your students already know. So make sure that you're finding out what your students are interested in, what their skills are, what kinds of things they already know, where are they up to with their maths? Are they actually, did they miss stuff in year seven and you're teaching them in year eight and you've got to go back and cover that, right? So making sure you know what your students know can help you as a teacher to make really good connections for them as you're giving them the new content. Well, that is it for this episode. Please, if you enjoyed this series, I hope you've invited other teachers to come and join you for this series. I think it's a fantastic series to do as a faculty or to do just with a partner or some, just another co-worker, a friend who's, who's teaching so that you can have some good conversations about how you're going to apply this and you can chat a bit more about how you can do this with your classes at your school to really have an impact on your students. If you enjoyed it, please, I would love for you to leave me a review. Tell me what you think of the episodes. Make sure you subscribe so that you don't miss out on our next episode that's coming up, episode 104. I'm going to continue to build on how students learn and how we can apply this to our classrooms. Come and join me for that. I look forward to listening or chatting to you really next time. Come and join me. Have a lovely day and make sure that you build on prior knowledge.